So now, so now, we're in tier 12, which means we can only be at home or in a Weatherspoon. So I'm I'm going to kill myself. Uh, Uh, Welcome, everyone. No, I won't do that. I won't do that. Um, But I will never step into a spoons again because my soul will die. Um, speaking of souls dying, welcome to the last episode of 2020! Until 2020 is extended for a further 31 days while the Brexit deal goes through. <laughs> that meme. Have you seen that meme where it's like 20, uh, 23, 59, uh, 59 on, on, on New Year's Eve 2020, and then it snaps to, um, what is it, 24-0-0-0-0, and the person looking at it is like, what? It's just going to keep going. <laughs> it's going to keep on going. Um, that's the thing. That's one of my biggest pet peeves right now is everyone going, hey, let's say goodbye to 2020. It's been a son of a bitch, but soon it'll be 2021. I'm like, guys, a calendar is not going to no, fucking no. save the world. Things have not changed. It's not like a reset button gets hit. What is wrong with I you all? I wish a reset button got hit. It just but, means that we can like measure days and time from the start again. It doesn't mean that time has gone back. That being said, my 30th birthday is on the 25th, and I hereby declare it my new 29th birthday. Yeah. Not because I don't want to hit my 30s, but because I feel like I didn't finish my 20s. So if I could like keep them going for a bit longer, that'd I'd, be great. I'd love to still be in my 20s, but it's, it's it doesn't work like that, son. No, but I've heard that when you hit 30, you can just say you're 30 every year, right? Nope. That's how it works. Oh. Because every year, something else... Is that else... why you're 72 in January? <laughs> every, every year, something else hurts. It's both of our birthdays next month. If you want to get us a gift, uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash BigDabCast. Um, believe me, happy things would be nice right now happy as we things. enter a new year! Yay! It's all been fixed! Yay! It's not. Yay! Welcome to the Big Damn Cast, uh, that thing to do to pass the time before you all inevitably lose your soul at a Weatherspoons. Um, <laughs> I am... <laughs> I am Chris. It's snowing! Oh, that was five minutes. Well spent, Johnson. I am Matthew. Erogenous zones are not a myth. Watson. They are the probably the best zones. Yes. They were my favourite zone on the tube map, put it that way. Sorry, my cat's having some sort of fit in the corner. Well, what else are they supposed to do? He's very excitable. Who he, is it? Is it, is it, is it's, it Mr. Talon. it's Talon. It's yes. Talon. He's fighting with his scratching post. Tell him I miss him. Climbing platform. He Tell him I miss him, Talon. But, but not in a Shane Dawson kind of way. He's, he's licking his tail. He doesn't care. He's Fair a, enough. Tricky, he's, a, he's a sinful creature. He's a rum bugger. Oh, he's coming over to say hello now. Hello. Yeah, that's what I thought. Before anyway. we started recording, we asked each other how our Christmas went, but we should probably repeat it uh, for any viewers, uh, listeners and whatnot right now, how our Christmases went, but we don't have to tell the truth, so... Okay. Because uh, they won't know. Uh, how did your Christmas go? Um, I I got the US presidency for Christmas. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. So now I'm going to get those... I'm going to get $18,000 stimulus checks out to everyone. Oh, you know what? That's pretty uh, good. It's pretty good. Then I'm going to peace out and leave AOC in charge. Yeah? Yeah? Is she your vice? No, no, no. Uh, Oh, it's just a clause in your contract. Yeah. I'm going to dissolve the cabinet and then just install her as um, Grand Regent. (laughs) Grand Regent Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Grand Regent of the Union and ally of the UK. (laughs) And then I'm going to work on dissolving the UK Parliament in acid. Um, oh. <laughs> how was your Christmas? Um, I I had a baby. Oh, for lunch oh. on Christmas Day. How does yeah. one, how does one prepare a baby for Christmas lunch? Well, first you rear it as though you love it. Yeah, care for it. Because um, everyone and then when knows it... that makes the meat taste better. It does. Love makes the meat taste nicer. Ah, um, that was the secret ingredient all along. That's how that's that's how uh, KFC get uh, through there. The the, the 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 secret herbs and spices aren't herbs and spices. They're love. <laughs> um, what I do, 
What I do is I, but you don't love the chicken. You love the deep fat fryer. And you, you, oh, okay. you teach it love and respect. And then, then it makes better chicane. Do, that do finger you, licking chicane that we all eat the KFC so much. console? Uh, no, but I do love television movies about Colonel Sanders being a Lothario. Oh, um, sexy Colonel Sanders. Which exist, which is so weird. I have you, have you um, seen the KFC console? No. Is it, a, is, it, is it one of their brilliant viral marketing <sighs> strategies where they've made like a thing just to catch everyone's attention? Because KFC, love them, hate them, indifferent. I'm kind of indifferent. Like, I'll enjoy a KFC very, very rarely. My wife hates it. So if I have the opportunity to have one, it's if I'm at a service station or there's one where I'm working away and I'll go, oh, come on, I'll have a KFC. And every single time I buy it, I eat it and go, that wasn't very good. And then I move on with my life. But forget for the next time I have it. Absence makes the heart grow yonder, I I guess. I love a KFC. but (sighs) You beautiful boy. I feel awful after eating one. But yeah, no, they've made... (laughs) They're launching a gaming console that warms up chicken. Oh, right. (laughs) It was revealed in June, and most thought it was a spoof marketing campaign. Because they do those, because that's what I was going to say, they do those so well. Like, they do parody marketing brilliantly. They they made a TV movie about Colonel Sanders as a sexy Lothario. Like, they they, they go all out. But, oh my God, I'm looking at it now. The KF's, the KF console. Basically, it's, it's basically like a high-end gaming PC in a custom uh, case, which has a chicken warming chamber. Oh, so you... it's not it's not like a, a flash fryer. It's a you put chicken in here to reheat. Like if you buy KFC, and you have some leftover. Yeah, you can the, the cooling it. the cooling system vents into the chicken chamber and it keeps the chicken warm. Oh my god! Yeah, Ke- chicken chamber. <laughs> Holy shit. So it's 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 a oh my god. I'm getting a Steam account. This is it. This is it'll the be, it'll be one factor. of those like it'll be they'll they'll like do a bunch of them as like a giveaway or something. Like it's not something that I think they're gonna be selling in Curry's, I'll do it. I but... I will I will enjoy slash be disappointed by my KFC um whilst playing it's... um Hello neighbor on a It's definitely some kind of piece. It's definitely some kind of weird marketing uh, thing that will inevitably end up in maybe a couple of dozen of these things being made and given away in some kind of competition. But God, cleaning it's going to be a nightmare. You don't clean the chicken chamber. You've got to. The grease will be full, full of chicken grease. Oh, chicken grease. Um, well, aside from the colonel reinventing the way we uh, entertain ourselves at home, uh, we also, of course, this year... Uh, this Christmas, after many delays and reshuffles, saw the release, the world saw the release of Wonder Woman 84. Uh, Yeah! Movie movie we've been pretty excited about, um, pre-pandemic, mid-pandemic, happy to see it delayed for the sake of people's health and safety, and then Warner Brothers made the decision last month to release it um, to VOD and cinemas in the states. uh, They said that cinemas were in in the individual states where it was the safe enough and the compliance was and the numbers were low enough and la 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 that be able to which is it's it's difficult to sort of police and quantify because things in the states have been so crazy. But you know what else Mm. is crazy? Oh, Alec Baldwin's wife has been pretending to be Spanish for like twenty years. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> like, why? Why do that? What bullshit excuse has she come up with? What cockamamie kind I, of like... I don't know. Oh, it's for privacy. I wanted to maintain my life and not give it away, or... Uh, it's just... Um... Oh, fucking hell. So... <laughs> can't quite... Can't quite fathom it, then. I can't quite fathom it. I've got this article here, but it's just... <laughs> A 36-year-old woman with no discernible talent, who, according to a recently updated wiki page, is a podcaster, author, and former yoga instructor. Um... (laughs) (laughs) you got to admire her... Pluck? Her decade-long... Commitment to a decade-long grift pretending to be a Spanish person. Um, But there's there's a lot of clips of her out there. Like... um, with her on like doing interviews on shows and stuff where her Spanish accent is really dodgy. 
But no one wants to bring it up in case it's like a region of Spain they're unfamiliar with and they're going to offend her or something. Yeah, well, she she published published a book in 2016 and her online bio said... Was the book called I Am Not Spanish? Please help me, I'm caught in the lie. Her bio said she was born in Mallorca. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you're, marrying, if you're marrying Alec Baldwin, you're not exactly the most stable, sensible person on the planet. I just... Um, but he does a funny Trump voice. Yeah, he's, look him up. Just read up on him. Really read up on Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah, he, he's God. no good. He's no good. And his Trump impression is mediocre. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, he's <laughs> mediocre. But yeah, so just uh, in, in a... Shocking twist. Hilaria Baldwin, not actually Spanish. Is her name Hilaria? It's hilarious. Ah Yeah, and her name is her name is Hilaria. Okay. So somebody okay. Somebody decided to name their daughter Hilaria like it was a that, <clears throat> that was her supervillain origin. She went, How ah. dare you? I'll show the world. I'll play a joke on the world for 20 years. I'll play a joker on the world for 20 years. We live in a society, Batman. So you know DC... Oh, that's why she married Alec Baldwin. Because ah. he, he was touted for Batman in the 80s, and then he didn't get it. And then he became the Shadow instead. So you know DC are now talking shit about doing like six films a year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've, they've announced that next year for definite is... Uh, not next year, sorry. In 2022... We have the Aquaman sequel, the, the Flash Batman. movie, the Batman, and um, tentative three slots open there. And you're like, what? Well, Gal Gadot what? and um, Patty Jenkins are signed on for World War Three. Yeah, they announced that, didn't they, yesterday? So, um, so it could be for that. Probably later. If she's making Rogue Squadron... Um, it's probably going to be later, isn't it? That yeah, because I think that's her next. Because the same Rose Squadron's going to be next year, unless they've. I mean, they might, then again, she finished Wonder Woman eighty four like a year ago, over a year ago. Yeah, so, a, it was meant yeah. to come out last year. It was meant to come out last November originally, and then they went, "We're putting it back. We need to do a bit more work on it." And like, it's a summer movie anyway, so we're putting it back to the summer twenty twenty. We're sure it'll never change again after that. Um, <laughs> Everything will be fine. Everything yeah, will but, be totally fine. But they confirmed that these things would be released. The six films wouldn't all be cinematic releases. Some would be HBO Max releases. Yeah. So it, they said, and they said it starts next year. So next year we have the Suicide Squad. Mm. Uh, we also have Zack Snyder's Justice League, which oh. is an HBO Max release. Which was so. also described by uh, the Warner's exec, whose name I cannot remember, but the chief of Warner's as a dead end. Oh, they're not looking to follow on from it at all. Like they're not. Oh right, with people like, is it going to be a follow up, a sequel? No, it's like no, no. It's, it's a one thing. It's a, it's, it's a one time thing. We're not. Yeah, we're not going to looking to launch anything else off this or involve we're, Zack we're Snyder. We're spending. In... Oh good. I mean, yeah. oh okay. So. We're spending seventy million dollars on something that might get us that money back for people who register to the service. It all depends on how many uh, hardcore release the Snyder Cut fans forget to cancel their HBO Max subscriptions yeah. after they've watched it, basically. Uh, the only way they could guarantee it is if they hold it hostage on there and it never gets a physical or digital release A elsewhere. lot of people who are whinging about the Snyder Cut will fucking pirate it anyway. That's very true. That's very true. Oh, God, could you imagine if it's overwhelmingly pirated by the people who wanted it? It's going to be. Oh, good Lord. To the point it's... where it, like, noticeably affects HBO Max's numbers. Yeah, probably. Jeez. Especially... Well... No, go on. Sorry, I, you know. Sorry, you were gonna say. No, no, no. It's it's. it's uh, I was I was sort of moving on. I I just, now they're in the realm of, you know, DC movies and everything. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman eighty four, which is, which yeah. uh, uh, got released this past week, and uh, not the only movie to go straight to streaming over uh, Christmas because we did also get Disney Pixar Soul. Have you had a chance to watch Soul yet? I've not had a chance to watch Soul yet. No, I've well, seen it. it's been it's been gazing at me from the homepage when I popped on to watch a bit more Clone Wars the last couple of days. So uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. no, we it's we been um, there. we watched it. And, we watched it yesterday. It's not, not a premiere as not well. A premiere. Not, not a you premiere just, release. If it's, you've got a Disney Plus subscription, you can just log on and you can watch Soul, and uh, and you really they've, should they've, because they've taken they've taken the loss. They've gone. We we can't keep delaying this. Yeah, let's just put it out there. There'll still be people out there who've not got plus yet who are looking for something to put on for the kids or the family at Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
for less than a cost of a family trip to the cinema, you can all watch a brand new movie this Christmas. Here's Soul. And Here's you guys Soul. tucked in. Well, yeah, and it's and it's very, very it's excellent Pixar. Um, the second excellent Pixar movie we've had this year, because before everything went to shit, we had Onward at the very top of the yeah. year. Um, before everything went backward, we had Onward. Yes, uh, which was also excellent. Um, I didn't cry. Oh. Which is very unusual for me. In have you a cried Pixar enough film. tears this year already? But I Maybe think just the well's dry. And I think it might be might be because I didn't see it at the cinema. Maybe. So the sort yeah. of overwhelm. So the sort of the cinema has a, a tendency to sort of overwhelm your senses. Well, it's all encompassing. You're not you're not half paying attention to your cats. You, you, no. You don't have that option to go off and have a piss without being you know being able to pause it and. Your brain does other things for two, three minutes. You're not, you're not putting another slice of cheese on another cracker in the knowledge oh, that yeah. you're going to have reflux all through the night and only get two hours sleep and have reflux most of the day the next morning as well because you ate too much fucking cheese. Um, <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine, Christopher. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, Why do you ask? <laughs> but this is a beautiful film. As, as, as you know, Pixar make beautiful films that 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 celebrate what it is to be alive and and life, and they they've done away with the metaphors and just literally made a film about how uh, beautiful it is to be alive. Um, yeah, I, I've heard that, I've heard that it's a story that focuses probably even more so than. Um inside out before it because now you're in the realm yeah. of an adult an adult lead character rather than a teenager it delves a lot more into anxiety and depression uh yeah um because yeah. like, and... like inside out plays with the, the the internal mental battle that you as a teenager are having because of your hormones and insecurities and everything whereas this is like yeah no our lead character is a fully grown adult with responsibilities and family responsibilities and all this stuff what does it mean to be an adult and to struggle and, and, and to have that fight within your own mind? Well, the way they do it is uh, so the premise of Soul, for anyone who doesn't know, is that uh, Joe Gardner is a um, middle-aged uh, music teacher but and still aspiring jazz pianist. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets off the... Sorry, can we, just, can we just leave a moment for the customary uh, childish giggle? from the listeners who <laughs> took great adv- tra- great joy in you saying the word pianist. Pianist. Just one, one second. Um, there we go. Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, and a voice by Jamie Foxx, uh, it should be said. Um, oh, yes. So, Our electro. Our electro. The world's electro. The world's electro. The only electro. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> America's sweetheart, Jamie Foxx. It's because um, his surname sounds like an electric crackle. Jamie Foxx. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he, he is offered a full-time teaching job on the same day that he is also offered what may be his, what may finally be his shot at the big time. And then promptly dies. Uh. (laughs) Shortest Pixar movie uh, ever made. Well, sort of. Real short. Sort of, he gets in an accident and he ends up on the, uh, the elevator to the great beyond a matter of life and death style. It's not the last time this movie's going to reference matter of life and death in style okay. and tone. Um, it's, it's got a lot of matter of life and death in it. Um, uh, and in, in an effort to escape the great beyond <laughs> and get back to earth, he instead ends up in the great before, which is where souls are, new souls are given their personalities. And sometimes old souls drop by to mentor new souls on their way to the great beyond so he gets assigned uh, mistakenly assigned to soul 22 uh, voiced by <laughs> tina fey um who has been in the great before for a very 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 long time and oh. is basically there we cannot get this basically the last thing a soul needs for it goes to earth is a spark to complete its sort of personality and mm-hmm. no one's been able to find 22 spark so, Joe wants to go back to Earth and reclaim his life. 
and 22 will help him if it means that she doesn't have to leave the grape before. Um, ah. And it's... And that's that's sort of the jumping off point, and I'm not going to say no, more no, about what happens cool. after that, because that's sort of like the setup of the film. I'm getting um, sort of reverse Coco vibes from this setup. Uh, yeah, sort of. Um, <laughs> In terms of the lore and the world yeah. that it presents well, to us. It, it, it does a really neat job of mixing art styles between our world mm-hmm. and the great beyond and the great before and the sort of realms beyond mortal life um and there's you know certain characters that are basically abstracts okay and sort of just don't uh, the way that they are animated um is a sort of interact with other sort of art styles in the in the in the in the film is really impressive it's it's um it's not as sort of colourful or sort of punk for a better word uh, for want of a better word as something like Into the Spider-Verse yeah but it is very very beautiful mm. um the transitionary stuff's more subtle the transitionary stuff's way more subtle uh, way more subtle and the way it sort of weaves in, in, into into each other is it's just really pleasing um these great voice performances all round um as well as uh Tina, as well as uh, Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, we've also got um, oh, fucking antiviruses popping up. Um, <laughs> get rid of the antivirus windows. Um, as well as uh, Tina Fey and Jim. Fuck off, Avast! Avast ye! Jesus. <laughs> popping up windows in the middle of a fucking recording. Oh, your prediction has expired. Why are you telling me now? Um, anyway. Uh, as well as Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey, uh, you've got um, great guest performances from uh, Graham Norton, of all people. Fair enough. That might be UK only. Pick Pixar uh, and DreamWorks possibly. have sort of done that from time to time where they cast, like, regions. But then again, he's got a big BBC America following. Yeah, so, um, so it could be him. that. Um, Alice Braga, uh, uh, Richard Ayoade, and... Um, Oh, what's her name now? She's uh, uh, yeah, Taika Waititi regular. Um, oh, uh, ba 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 ba. Uh, Rachel House. Yes, Rachel House uh, is in it, and also uh, fantastic. Um, it's just yeah. Oh, it's... just just looking it up. No, Graham Norton is the cast member uh, is playing Moonwind in all regions. It's oh, not, uh, interchangeable. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Um, That's quite cool. Uh, is that what it's called? Great. I mean, Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, Angela, Bass- Angela Bassett's in there. Fortune Feimster. David, David Diggs. Mm-hmm. David, 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 uh, David Diggs has got a, uh, a a nice little role in there. And John Ratzenberger's usual cameo, although uncredited, apparently. Oh, I'm trying to think uh, where he was now. Uh, I'm trying not to look at any plot details, but it, say, it says an off-screen voice in a memory. So... Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's why. It, it could. It could have been. It could have been a more straight performance, maybe more subtle yeah. from John Ratzenberger, which is kind of tough when you know, <laughs> like anyone who's ever heard him voice yeah. anything, <laughs> possibly. Um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely a film that works on levels. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're saying with uh, with Inside Out, dealing with sort of um, anxiety, particularly. Um, in a way that that children can sort of understand and come, and come to terms with, it is very much that for adults, mm-hmm. but still very accessible for children. Um, so in, in a does way, it, does it does it suffer from Princess and the Frogging? In what sense? Having the first prominently black lead character in this franchise slash studio's history, but them spending most of the movie looking like an animated cartoon blob. Uh no, <laughs> no. Everyone doesn't know Princess and the Frog features the main character who spends the majority of the movie looking like a frog. So. Um, so, y- y- which got a rather large amount of criticism yes. at the time of like, hey guys, come yeah, on, it's not great. <laughs> like, um, come on, maybe maybe your second, third, fourth movie with a with with like a prominent black lead or main character. Okay. 
so is there an equal amount of time spent in the different realms then i guess uh to say too much would be a bit of a spoiler but okay suffice to say that real world joe gardner gets plenty of screen time okay right say Um, no more that's got me intrigued weirdly i was looking forward to watching this anyway but weirdly that thought now that it's clicked in my head has got me more excited about watching it because i'm like um, oh yeah because i was gonna say is half the film just cutting back to a corpse being taken to the morgue <laughs> um it, no, no, oh, should we inform that, the next of kin nothing quite that grim um <laughs> no it's okay the time in the great beyond moves much faster than it's like no 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 no, no. i want to see a film a kid's movie. Uh, the character uh, dies, goes on a spiritual adventure, while his corpse is being prepared to be incinerated. Uh, mm. And not as a ticking clock. Like, we don't know it's happening. The film ends, he's like, I'm going back to my body. Oh. Oh. Oh, there's no body anymore. Oh. It's like, well, no, it's been a, it's been two weeks. <laughs> You've been cremated. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, Soul <laughs> is... Spoilers, that's how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Soul is predictably <laughs> as a as a as a Pixar non sequel is predictably excellent, and hey. uh, it will tug on those old heartstrings. There's some really beautiful stuff in there visually, and and some really some really sharp writing as well. Uh, with great voice performances and yeah, Pixar continues to be fucking Pixar. Pixar gonna yeah. Pixar. <laughs> That's what they do. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? That's what they do. Well, uh, speaking of films that came out around mm. Christmas, um, HBO Max and, and Warner Brothers put out Wonder Woman 1984, Wonder the next Woman! big Christmassy release, uh, and and it's been causing a bit of a stir on the internet for very. Oh, actually, um, do you know what I watched this Christmas? Oh, why did you watch this Christmas? Um, I watched the Vicar Dibley specials. I completely missed them. Tell me about the no, Vicar. Do you know specials. why? Do you know why you might have missed them? Same reason I only missed them. They came out in early December. Oh. They came out on like the seventh or the eighth. Oh yeah, of it, course, because everyone was fucking complaining about them because they had BLM stuff in. Yeah, well, I watched them, and the best way to watch them really is um, go on iPlayer. Yeah. Uh, look at Vicar of Dibley, and just it's called like Vicar of Dibley uh, compilation. It's the three episodes put into one half hour episode because oh, each okay. one's like each one's like eight to nine minutes long. Mm. Um, the basic premise. It, for those who don't know, Vicar Dibley, sitcom, uh, 90s, Dawn French, bloody wonderful. One of those sitcoms is actually way shorter than you remember. Like, it, it had three series. I think most British sitcoms are like that. Like, they, yeah. Because they, they have short seasons anyway. Yeah. And then... Mm, but you just, just feel like appear. they've always been around. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's because this one, like, you know, Ab Fab and Only Fools and Horses and other shows of that ilk, uh, kept coming back for specials or, yeah. or runs of specials. And also they get repeated endlessly. Yeah, if you if you if you have access to like UK TV Gold or whatever, like these things yeah. are never not on. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's it, the plot of 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 them is uh, Dibley is in self isolation back in March. Yeah. So Geraldine starts doing sermons over Zoom from home, putting them out as like a video on the parish's website every week. Um, so what you're seeing is like March, April, May. June, July, August, and September, October, November. Oh, across, okay. across the three episodes. Um, and, I mean, Dawn French can play this character in her sleep by this point. Yeah. So much of herself is in is in Geraldine. And, oh, it's a treat. Um, I mean, from the very... The, the first one begins with her sort of setting up the idea of, well, this is different. I've had to learn how to do this and la la la. But it's like, oh, God, it's just weirdly warm and nice to see her sat in her living room. And at first I was like, well, that's obviously going to be a, you know, they've just sort of green screened the thing. It's like, nope, because you see it from several different angles and all of that and the other. And you're like, oh, okay, this is kind of, not- it just was familiar and comforting, which yeah. I suppose is the point of Christmas specials of older shows is you're meant to go, oh, yay, it's like visiting a friend one more time. Um, the, <laughs> the picture on the back wall, the room showed a picture of Sean Bean up in the oh, room. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been replaced. Oh, no. It's Idris Elba. <laughs> She's like, yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, she's still she's still married. We don't see her husband, but he's referenced uh, quite a bit. We don't see any other residents of Dibley except for Hugo. We see Hugo oh, okay. um, in a video call 
and then he takes one of the sermons uh, toward the end. He he does one of the videos. Um, and there's a conscious couple conscious reasons for that. One is that they have lost a few cast members, of course, since yeah, we were last in course, Dibley. Of course. Um, most notably, of course, a certain beloved character, mm. Alice, is not going to be appearing. And they don't acknowledge everyone's passing. Uh, for example, oh god, what's um, what was Roger Lloyd Pack's character called again? Uh, I watched all uh, of Vivian Dibley again not that long ago, and I cannot remember. Yeah, it'll it'll um, it'll it'll I'm, come I'm to me. Up the characters now. Owen, Owen, Owen is in it, but you don't see him. Okay. After the first lockdown, she goes out into the town centre and uh, mimes to the sound of music while she's running up and down and uh, like a, a lane um, at the start of her sermon. And Owen's operating the camera, which is given away very obviously when at one point while she's talking, he just lowers it to stare at her tits. Um, and she tells him off. Also, height is accurate because it's much taller than she is. Yeah. Um, so so uh, in, in the Vicar of Dibley continuity, um, Owen is, is still very much around um of course we lost emma chambers who, who played alice yeah so that is not skipped over that is that that is part of it in fact the second episode uh discusses the in-universe reason as to why alice isn't around anymore and it's gorgeous and it's it, it's all of these, unless there's some very clever editing, one of them features a Zoom call with a class of kids asking questions. So that's definitely got to have some editing in it. But all of these, bar sort of a couple of obvious moments, have no editing in them. So a lot of them are a monologue. Um, and that one in particular is just stunning. Uh, yeah, uh, which, but... which Dawn French delivers. Uh, and then um, James Fleet, as Hugo references later on, as well because obviously he and alice got married so it's like, oh jesus christ so it, it's we, we were sat there watching it like glassy eyed as all hell hugging each other really tightly so like, oh, oh god um but yeah it's it's uh they are great they are great and as for the quote-unquote controversial black lives matter bit uh people can piss off they really well, can yeah we do that we do that anyway like I don't even need to watch the episode to see it in yeah. context and other people are overreacting. Because people yeah. are fucking awful. Because The Vicar of Dibley is a fictional sitcom, but it's set in the real world. So, after lockdown, she's got some thoughts and some ideas and something she wants to talk about. Because, of course, the murder of George Floyd happened earlier in the, the late spring, early summer. Yes, yeah, so and can so... we just reiterate that it was a murder? Yeah, and this is the, you know, vicar of a small town. Uh, of a parish, she talks about current events to people. That's the point. She talks to her community about what's going on in the world. That section doesn't feel out of... Because that's the only worry like any rational person would have is, will it feel a bit out of place in these comedy specials? Yeah. Suddenly to, not at all. It's beautifully done. But I think Vicar Dibley has done that before. Oh, yeah. It's reflected on the state of the world and yeah. what's been going on. And, and, and that's, you know, a big part of it. And also... Um, it's an important you know, part of it. Obviously, means a lot. As a vicar, it also means a lot to Dawn French too. Yes, because she is. Yes, she's a straight white woman. She has a perspective on race relations and racial prejudices and biases. Her child will inevitably be dealing with it. Yeah, like her her ex husband and still very good friend, of course, will be dealing with. It. So it's yeah. like this was not going to be brought. This was not going to be avoided. Sorry, this was not. Yeah, hang on. They weren't going to avoid this. They weren't going to no. avoid it. It was going to be in there and it makes perfect sense. And it's also like, it again, it's just comforting to sort of look back over a fucking terrible 12 months, yeah. in particular the nine months they focus on in the episode, uh, through the eyes of a character who can at least kind of make you feel warmer and remember the good stuff during it. Like it, 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 these specials as a Christmas special are great because they're simultaneously a distraction but also taking stock of 2020. Um, and who better to do it with than than uh, Dawn French and a return of Geraldine? I, I massively recommend them. Um, another thing, another Christmas thing. I keep getting off it. Sorry, I keep forgetting. 
I'll, yeah, another Christmas uh, yeah. thing. Yeah, it's weird because it's a week that not that much has happened. I know, right? Uh, so, uh, uh, what was that? Uh, HBO Max. Oh yeah, the Ghosts Christmas Special. Um, oh, is great. Oh, okay. is it? Is it a particularly different piece of TV? No, it's essentially just a seventh episode for the, the recent <laughs> series, but it's set on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, Taking a leaf they... out of Doctor Who's book, then. Yeah, I mean, Christmas is a big part of it because it's the first like family one where they can go around here, uh, go around to the house and everything. Um, but it's it's continuing series two. Cause did you see series two? I've not seen any of Ghosts. I only, okay. I only know of it from you talking about it. I recommend it a thousandfold, especially now because like it's just warm and silly. But they, the series two, doubled down on something that series one touched on which was starting to explore the backstories of our deceased cast a bit more in a way that you sort of look past the quirky comedy character and go oh oh yeah the circumstances surrounding why they're dead are actually really kind of horrible it's like oh Ooh. all right um or, or or touching or very upsetting and the one character who sort of hasn't had that treatment yet really has been simon farnaby's slimy politician <laughs> uh who gets his chance in the spotlight in this uh, Christmas special. Okay. And, um, it's so good. Uh, I w- again, I won't go into it then because it, it's, it's a sitcom that it's not heavy on plot. So it's not like there's sort of spoilers to be revealed no, as it were. No. But at the same time, uh, it's better witnessing. But I will say this. Uh, we learned something about um, who can actually see ghosts. Because um, Alison, our main character, has been able to see them since the first episode. That's part of the whole setup for it. We also learned that babies can see them. Oh, all right. So if your ba- if your baby's ever crying or uh, uh, something that's not there or being distracted by some just over your shoulder, it's because they're paying attention to a ghost. Oh, okay. So, uh, so there we go. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just I was just distracted by. <laughs> so Keeks is playing Miles Morales on. on yes. At yes. Because uh, I I bought it for Christmas, um, and she's just done a cat hunt. Yeah, and, and came back with a very, very good-looking tuxedo cat cleaning itself in the bag. Yeah, and then handed it over to the owner, and it turned into a tabby. Oh, <laughs> it was a completely different cat. Wait, hang on. So, so now, it, now it's ginger. Uh, no, not, uh, not it's um, grey and black, like mottled. Yeah. Um. Oh no, I know, out. I know which mission it is. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, has she, has she met the bodega cat yet? The ginger cat. Yeah, we met. We met the uh, we the met cat the called Spider Man. The cat called Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was very good. Was very it good. is cute because, like most, how I'm I'm experiencing it. How I how I quote unquote play most video games these days, which is basically just watching Keeks play it. Um, well, Lucy did. Lucy did that with Spider Twenty Eighteen and, and Miles Morales. I played my new game plus playthrough downstairs, and basically I'd wait until we were both free, and I'd be like, yeah. "You crocheting something? Yeah, right. I'll play. I'll play Miles for a couple more hours." Yeah. Um, she was showing me Assassin's Creed Valhalla before. Um, it's continuing the tradition of absolutely stunning environments and NPC character behaviors and voice acting that doesn't do shit for anyone. Cool. cool. It's like, wow, you took two years out again and you've done it again. It's good to know that <laughs> the uh, some things never change. Yeah. Uh, um, with... well, I'm going back to. Go on. You were saying. No, 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 go on. Just for anyone I'm... wondering like, why we keep pausing. We're, we're doing it over Skype still, yeah. guys. We're so doing it over still... Skype. Wear your fucking mask so we can record in person, yeah, please. please. I need, to, <laughs> I need to hit Chris when he goes off on a tangent. Um... Oh, okay. forget, forget that, guys. We're going to stay on Skype. <laughs> stay on mask. Um, stay on the, target. The fist will come for you, boy. Uh, what? <laughs> uh... <laughs> it <were>. Wow. <laughs> it were... Um, I... I... Stuff like Assassin's Creed Valhalla and um, uh, Watch Dogs Legion and things like that have kind of got me sort of wondering about what what are, what are Ubisoft trying to do? They just keep <laughs> making variations on a theme over and over. Like, what's their end game? What are they trying to achieve? Do you what know what I think it is a little towards? bit? <clears throat> well, well. Watch Dogs Legion continues the teasing that Assassin's Creed exists in the same universe. Um, including one of the DLC packs is with an assassin set in present day. So maybe their end game is just, Ooh. we're making the same games with different skins because we're just going to combine them at some point. It's the Omni game. 
Yeah, like Assassin's Watch. Assassin's, Assassin's Dogs Watch Creed. Um, oh, don't forget to put Far Cry in there. Oh, that too. Um, uh, <laughs> yes. But, um, but... Yeah, uh, it, it it's sort of like, you know when you play certain Japanese games or, or watch Japanese shows, there are, there are mannerisms and delivery things within the execution yeah. of a piece of art from Japan that just are, you know, it's about behaviours and cultural differences and divides and slang and, and, and uh, approaches. And I think tons. a lot of big Japanese games have got a lot more westernised now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, to so a degree. I mean, like... the, the new Yakuza, the RPG one, certainly looks like it's a bit more sort of... I really... This is for everyone, but it's definitely been delivered through a Japanese sensibility. I should really get hold of that, because I played Yakuza 4 yeah. and on PS3, and that was fucking brilliant. I watched and... a friend of the show, Inel, play it on Twitch I... um, the other day. He was doing the voice acting over it, because it's, it's all subs. So he was yes. doing the voice acting yeah, over yeah. the top. But uh, he was in a gang, and two members of his gang included a granny and a chicken. Yep. Yeah. Yakuza. Like Yakuza's <laughs> always been a goofy series, but uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is the new one, which switches yeah. out the brawler combat for RPG, just looks like it's gone fucking full tilt nutso. Yeah. Like, even when I was playing Yakuza Four, like there was a side mission where I had to track down this dude who was going around stealing women's underwear. Yes. From, yeah. Uh, yeah, from their washing yeah. lines, and it's just this 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 huge dude dressed like a baby leaping from rooftop to rooftop. Oh, um, oh, oh! The 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 clinic of people who dress like children, not for sexual reasons, unquote, returns in this one. Oh, with yeah. a vengeance. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Oh, I should, I I should pick up. I think you can get four, five, and six remastered on PS4, so I should pick them up at some point. A few, a few of them have and come also out. Pick up seven. On- a few of them have come out on Plus over the years, so I've got a couple of them on the PS3, I think. Yeah, I, I had Yakuza 4 and 5 from when they came out on Plus. But I think I Yakuza 0 is on there as well now, but I might be wrong. Yeah, Yakuza... Sorry, I'm opening chocolate. That's all right. <laughs> wondering what the uh, noise y- Yakuza Kwame, which is a remake of the first game, was on PS4 mm. as a Plus game. Um, oh, okay. Zero might have been on there as well. Uh, but, yeah, I... I don't have my plus subscription anymore, so I could I could reopen and, and get back to them. I'll see if any of them are on. Uh, so I I got a years of PlayStation now. Oh right, so yeah, you're I sorted. Might, I might you're pick sorted. them up on there, but if they're on there, I don't know. Uh, I've been I've been playing Oblivion of all things recently. I noticed it's on the PS3. It's the PS3 version that I'm streaming via PlayStation now. Um, oh. I've got a fairly stable internet connection, so it works really well, um, and just going back and remembering how much I liked about that janky-ass broken fucking game and how Skyrim, which was still janky-ass janky ass and broken, but a lot more polished about yeah. how I, I there's a lot of things I actually prefer about Oblivion. <laughs> Skyrim proved that you can polish a turd. Yeah. Yeah. But um, And I, then repackage it and release it several times yeah. over. I like the smell of the turd that is... Um, that is Oblivion. Also, uh, Fallout New Vegas is on there, so I've dipped into that a little bit. I need to watch Bomber Guy's new video because I hear people talk yes. about how great about how, how how great New Vegas is all the time, but I've never taken that plunge. Bomber Guy dropped a deuce this week. We got two videos. Yeah, I saw. I've seen his. They're Christmas, both really good. I've seen his Christmas really, really one. Good. I've not seen the New Vegas one yet. Um, so there is that. Um, oh, I just remembered. We missed an email last week. Oh, right. Is it about uh, Wonder Woman 84? No, it's about the Mandalorian. Ah, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to that. We'll, we'll get back get, to that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so uh, this one comes in from James, and he says... Hey, James. He says, greetings, big damn Christophsis and big damn Malastare. Uh, <laughs> it is time for a Mandalorian recap. Recap. Refer to our episode last week for our thoughts on the Mandalorian. Although I'm sure that we will pop in with opinions as we go through this recap, courtesy of James. Uh, chapter nine. Yes, Big Daddy fan. <laughs> so oh, good to see you. Start of series two. Yeah, yeah. I watched. Yeah. I watched all of the Mandalorian again on Christmas Day because my dad hadn't seen it. Um, what the whole damn thing? The, whole, uh, the season two, anyway. Oh, right, okay. It's um, seen season, season one. It's seen season one. It's seen season one. Uh, what do you think of season two? We enjoyed it very much. Um, <laughs> how uh, did, again, without going into full detail, because I'm sure we'll get to it, how did he feel about the last ten minutes? Liked it very much. 
Thought it was, was it was, was he in that kind of no 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 he's he's, he's not he's not easily fla- he's not easily flapped he's he's unflappable about things like that but he was like didn't see that coming um, but presenting with a crap horror film and he's all, he's there oh he's there he's all he's, he's there. all the way there uh, oh. so you t- you're bubbling with your dad right uh, yes. Yes. Tell him, tell him in person that I would like to hug him. I will, I will. <laughs> but don't hug him. But tell him that I'd I like will. to hug him. Yeah. I'll tell him. <laughs> he knows. And your mum. I miss your mum um, too. But I feel, I feel your dad's earned by uh, and my filthy hug. And um, uh, well, yes. well, keep it filthy. Uh, so good to see an insignificant book character's transition to live action. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay with the small changes made to his backstory. As the main structure's still there, but no mention of the baby hut his town is raising. Come on. <laughs> we've seen baby well, huts they're rubbish it, it's uh, obviously hidden in one of the buildings and that's yeah. why he's so desperate to make sure that the town is safe yes so come on it's, it clearly goes to the school yeah. um <laughs> oh, hang on that was, no, hang on that was on um no they mentioned it, they, he mentioned the school oh there's a school oh there yeah. you go uh great start <laughs> from mr favreau uh mm. chapter 10 look at those big old spiders with their knobbly knees where's we'll the frog to. lady series disney <laughs> Where's the Doctor Mandible series? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Great work, Mister Reed. Yes, yeah. I still love the fact that there was that shameless. That hey, we need a random alien. <laughs> you directed Ant Man, right? Bring in a big ant, Doctor <laughs> Mandible. <laughs> Doctor Mandible, I love it. Like it doesn't matter whether that's his real name or not. It's just too perfect. We're in a universe where a villain is called Darth Sidious. Like anything goes. I, I figure it's not his real name. Like it's just um, Pelimoto being dismissive. Um, <laughs> chapter eleven. Uh, Bo Katan with the original actor as well. Yes, Katie Sackhoff. Mm. So good to see Din's belief challenged. Great work from Bryce Dallas Howard. George Lucas loves his axe wolves. Um, <laughs> okay, sure. Yes, okay. Uh, chapter 12. Sure. Uh, not too keen on the idea that this is connected to Snoke. I prefer the idea that Gideon isn't worthy enough to become part of the First Order. Please don't be a Pratt, Gina. The other Pratt uh, is enough for one of the whole world. Well done, Carl Weathers. Of course, that was the Carl yeah. Weathers director one. Um, yeah. Chapter yeah, it was it was his one stab in the series, so he must have gone like, "But I thought I'd be doing this all year." And they're like, <laughs> "We just need you for like a week, Carl." Okay, how about I direct it? <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, baby, we got a stew going. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the big damn Carl Weathers podcast. Yes, um, um, everything you wanted, everything you ever wanted to know about Carl Weathers, but were afraid to ask. Yes. Carl Weathers. Um, chapter 13. Ahsoka is one of my all-time favourite Star Wars characters, and Dave Filoni's done another excellent job developing her here. Love that Goranson utilised Kevin Kiner's Ahsoka leitmotif from Clone Wars and Rebels. Well yes, done all I've, around here. Yes. I spotted that now because I've watched more Clone Wars, so I'm finally starting to like that stuff seeping, the tapestry seeping into my brain. Did you so, spot uh, the yeah. owl? No. What? Huh? What's the significance there's, of that? There's a thing with owls and four spirits in Ahsoka, but I'm not entirely clear on it because I haven't finished watching Rebels and Clone Wars, but it, get, okay. it gets brought up in there. Um, uh, I've just looked it up and like, okay, that's... Oh, that's neat. That is uh, very neat. Chapter 14. Uh, I'm just a simple man trying to make my ways through this email. Well done, Mr. Rodriguez. Yes. I loved Boba here and Fennec. Can't wait to see more of them in the future. Put Chris in shackles. Um, <laughs> yeah. On, on, <laughs> well, tiny shackles around me thumbs. Um, on reflection, the tragedy is my favorite episode of the series. Yeah, it's it's really fucking it good. It delivered. Not just like fan service reasons. Like it just, it was like, oh, oh. It's we're, just we're being delivered a story arc for our last two episodes. Yeah, the, the same way that the second to last one of last series was my favorite because suddenly you realized it was part one of two, and it was like, oh, oh god, this has to go somewhere now. Like mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was excited, but I don't want the Mandalorian to become a serial, a serialized story. I want it to become the stay what it is. 
individual things that just gently lead into the next one. Yes, which is so why... when they so when they throw in two parters or cliffhangers, they're surprising. Yeah. You're like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Definitely. Me likey. Me likey. Me likey. I'm gonna hold like my it. Boba Fett clock now. While Have you seen the the little video of Robert Rodriguez chilling on set and playing some guitar with the Baby Yoda puppet dancing next to him? Yeah, it's from uh, the Gallery season two, which oh, yeah, dropped on, which dropped on Christmas Day. Of course, ah! I don't what finished a, watching what a season one of the Gallery actually. It's great. I, I, been, yeah. I we watched the first couple together, and then Lou was like, oh, "It's fun, but I don't think I'd stick with it." And then I just binged the rest. I've watched it. I've watched. Three or four of them, I think, but yeah. It's it's great. The, the one about the music is incredible. Like, it's so lovely. So heartwarming. Um, yeah. Oh, season two of The Gallery. I'd love to get on that. But yeah, Robert Rodriguez playing guitar and chilling with Grogu. Just hanging out. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, chapter 15. <laughs> I don't know anything about Bill Burr outside of this character, and he really impressed me here, as did Pedro Pascal. We love to hear that seismic sound. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you have something I want. Your appreciation for director Rick Famuyama. Oh, fuck. Sorry, Rick. Rick Famuyama. Mm. Sorry, Rick. I fucked your name up there. Um, <laughs> Rick, if you want to get in touch, uh, bigtimecontact at gmail.com. Yeah. I love those seismic charges that Boba Fett drops. They are mm. the coolest fucking thing. <laughs> he's not He's not used any disintegrations. No, actually, he has. Um... <laughs> he yeah. loves his disintegration. Disintegrates your face with uh, a we... gaffy stick. Oh, good lord! We um, yeah. What, what's what's kind of nice about episode fifteen is I wasn't huge on the heist last series. It was probably the most the episode that I was the most sort of lukewarm mm. on. But again, I think I'll look back at it differently now because it it was part one of a two part story for Bill Burr's character. Yeah. So, and I really loved this episode, so and it might be interesting to go back to it. That scene with him and Pedro the, Pascal uh, and Richard Brake in the yeah. mess mm. is just... It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's tasty. It's um, tasty, you know? Yeah. It's tasty. It, it's, it's, like, performance-wise, like, yeah. that from everything from... Uh, Din going into the mess to <gasps> God, yeah. To uh, them shooting their way out is just mwah, mwah. It's so good. Um, chapter sixteen. The rescue. All the people, <laughs> except Cobb and Frog Lady. Uh, I simultaneously yeah. felt joy and sadness when Din disarmed Gideon. Scary robot boys are scary. Good thing Boba wasn't there when that guy showed up. His face was fine. I'm in tears. <laughs> Reed, you are a god. Yeah, oh, of course, because Peyton Reed directed the finale, didn't he? And what, and what a, what a finale he did direct. It's I, the only one the series I've revisited yet. I, I watched it that morning and then I got back from our performances and I watched it again that night before I went to sleep. It's, um, it's just so good. It's tasty. The action is are just... And yeah, his goodbye is oh so, so gentle and and delivered so quietly. It's not there's no big bombast to it. It just happens, and he gets that little connection. He gets to finally look his his space dad directly in the eyes and see, sort of drink in his face for what they think might be the last time before off he goes in the arms of. A body double. And then he's uh, <laughs> uh, murdered by uh, Ben Solo 20 years later. Um, <laughs> just picturing like early teens Grogu be like, oh, I want to do training today. Maybe Grogu's it's like, one you're of the 75, knights. stop being a little bitch. <laughs> Maybe Grogu's one of the Knights of Ren. <gasps> Don't like, you dare. Grogu, Don't you dare. Grogu in a, in a, like, a, a, a person suit. Three <gasps> Grogu's in a trench coat is one oh, of the God. Knights of Ren. <laughs> I was going to say, don't are any of the Knights of Ren wearing a customised Mandalorian helmet? Uh, probably. Because if so, like, what if he goes rogue, rogue? What if what if Din gets killed by Summit and he turn, Grogu turns to the dark side? And it's, a, it's an Anakin mirror. If, and Ahsoka was right to be worried. What if she Grogu was right to be rogue? worried about informing attachments and having that power. 
What if Grogu goes rogue, like with a skunk stripe? Um, do you mean Grogu? Do you mean Grogu goes rogue? Sorry, you have to repeat that because my headphones just come out. One sec, one sec. Because one what sec, you did? There we go. You were saying because because what you did was as as I made the joke, you had just received a karmic action from the uni- oh, universe okay. for stealing a Sonic OC. Oh, all right, cool. Is your Sonic OC? Please do not steal. I said Grogu um, goes rogue. Oh. Um, thank you. Thank are you with that Star Wars visual content? Except possibly Bad Batch. What shall we do? Watch Bad Batch? Uh, I guess we'll watch some Eye Daleks and John Barrowman. <laughs> Have a good festive time, my dears. Hope Panto went well, Chris. From the rightful heir to the Mandalorian throne. I mean, James. Um, Wait, did James disarm? Never mind. Do you know what? No, no, no I'm not questioning it. I'm not questioning it. Uh, lest there be violence, or James reveals that uh, they killed um, Katie Sacco for Pedro Pascal, which we will not stand for. We will not stand. But speaking Pascal. of Pedro Pascal, Pedro um, Pascal, Pedro Pascal, uh, star one of the stars of Christmas release, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, uh, going straight to uh, HBO Max digital release. Has divided audiences this week, uh, 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 as opposed to the 2017 first film, which was sort of unanimously seen as like, yeah. this is really good. This is really fun. These performances are brilliant. Uh, this one has has divided, and I f- I feel it's kind of obvious um, what the biggest mistake made. Yes, yeah, I think I know exactly what you're about to say. Yeah. Um, I I because I I think I agree. Yeah, it was the biggest the biggest mistake the film made. The biggest mistake that Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four made was not releasing another territories because we've not seen it. We can't judge it. So that's a bit of a shame, really. I want to watch it, but I can't watch it. We cannot do the thing with our eyes. I can't. So we can't judge it um, unless we watched it in the naughty way. But we we won't do that because we are good uh, angelic choir boys. There was a time when I would have done that, but mm. it's not this time. So it's not this day. Especially when there are plenty of other things to watch as well. Like, like, I mean, look at my look at my phone wallpaper. Like, that's that's been my phone wallpaper for the better part of a year. You know, that's very good. That's been my phone lock screen for the better part of two years. I've yeah. been very excited for this movie, but um, I am pirating it. Like, there's plenty of other things for me to watch. Soul is on Disney Plus. I could watch that. You know what I mean? I they've bought, put a lot. They've put they've put the newest series of Curb back on Now TV. I'll watch that. I bought the entire box set of Xeno Warrior Princess for Christmas. We could watch that instead. Are you kidding? Right, I'm. Right. So if you turn your phone on and I put mine on loudspeaker and sit outside your front, front window, can I watch it for two through the window? We watched the first two episodes the other night and oh, I... Oh, that must have been an experience. Fucking love... Well, I sort of tangentially seen Xena. Xena. Uh, Xena! Um, oh, have you seen her? When it was back when it was on bing, Channel bing, 5. Bing, bing. Um, via Hercules The Legendary Journeys. Um, oh, Jesus. And so I was kind of sort of tangentially aware of Xena, but, and I'd watched bits of it here and there, but, whoo boy, that shit's on a budget. It is. It is. <laughs> that shit is on a budget. But that Sam Raimi charm does shine through. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, the fact that no one is really taking it entirely seriously. Oh no! I think no, it says no, no. a lot, and the fact and, that and, apparently, and it, according, according to Keeks, they lean into that way more from season three onwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, like, it, just, it, it seems I'm like to be, oh, okay, cool. It seems it seems proud of its big gay energy in the way that a lot of oh, shows weren't. Like, yo. it seems so proud of it that it's like, oh, we'll never, we'll never explicitly reference it, but it will be sewn into every bit of fabric of the blanket that oh, is this yeah, show. Yeah. And the people who it speaks to are going to pick up on it. And yeah. they're going to love it for this. Um, you have to play the uh, the Xena Warrior Princess uh, drinking game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, every time Kevin Sorbo shows up, you pour water over your TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fuck Kevin Sorbo. Well, let's pour um, water on this podcast for the week. Yeah. Um... I think we I think we covered some important topics this week. I think everyone will be satisfied with yeah. uh, with what we what we discussed. Really, I think I I think we do, we do indeed 
cover mm. what Wonder Woman 84 got wrong. Yeah, its biggest mistake was, was yeah. apparent. And I can't believe other people haven't spelled it out this way no, before. But... I know. And, uh, yeah. Join us next week for the first <laughs> 2021 episode because everything's not everything's great. Everything's back to normal next year, Matt. It's, that's how it works, right? No. Um, but one thing will be back to normal. It's the best of rest of episode. So we yes, want to hear from boy. you ahead of next week. What are your favourite bits of pop cultural bullshit to come out yeah. of 2020? Yeah. And what are you looking forward to the most in what is meant to be the 2021 release schedule. Mm. The first person to make a joke about, oh, I'm looking forward to, insert name of thing that we know has been put back here, will be executed. Um, or, you know, we'll just, we just won't laugh. But what we That's... will do is read out your emails. BigDamnContact at gmail.com. You can also tweet them to us at BigDamnCast on Twitter. Watch live stream gaming Mondays and Fridays kicking back off in 2021, where everything's better again, on twitch.tv slash BigDamnStream. Uh, and of course, you can catch all of our stuff on YouTube. Any content eventually ends up on there in some form, as well as supporting us at patreon.com slash BigDamnCast. Content. content. Mr. Content must be fed, um, and he, he will feast. He hungers. I've cooked he him a, I've cooked him a fresh baby to satiate him till next episode. <laughs> ah, those fresh babies. Come down, Dave's fresh babies. We got babies as fresh as the day they were born. Because they were born today! Hey! <laughs> Bye. I'm so sorry. Oh god, we're going to hell. Again!